The Lord be with you. Let us pray. God of grace, we are gathered here, each with a threshold to cross between the familiar past and the waiting future. Stay with us, we pray, in all that comes next. As new students enter into life on this campus and in this community, give them confidence, give them hope, give them eagerness for the life of learning they will find here. As parents and family members return home, missing the presence of daughters and sons, make them proud of their children and content to welcome this new season in their own lives. And as faculty, staff members, returning St. Olaf students prepare to accept and include these new students in this community, put within them your spirit of welcome and grace, that together we may all support each other in the meaningful work you have set before us to do. Keep us in your care, now and always. Amen. Please remain standing to sing the hymn.
Good evening. Please be seated. We should probably begin, in addition to acknowledging how hot it is, let's make sure that you're all in the right place. Most of you know the Republican National Convention begins this weekend in St. Paul. It's about 45 minutes away. The great Minnesota get-together, the State Fair, isn't far from that. So if you've taken a wrong turn and you're supposed to be at one of those places, I'm going to ask you to leave the auditorium quietly now. And I want you all to know that I actually gave up something pretty big to be with you today as well. The Harley-Davidson 105th anniversary celebration in Milwaukee. Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band headlining. So, so we all had choices. Republicans, Springsteen fanatics at a motorcycle celebration, or deep-fried Twinkies at the Minnesota State Fair. We're glad you're here. Tonight I get to talk about you and what a pleasure that is. Now, this has become a pretty important ceremony in the life of our college. Someone like me gets to stand up and say what a terrific group you are. And usually in the admissions world, the dean stands up and proudly says that you are the best class. Not since last year's class, not since two years ago, the best class. So I will say it, you are the best class to come to St. Olaf College. Do you feel better now? Good. Good, I do too. We didn't have this kind of leave taking when I came here. My father, given a predisposition to rising early for the day, wanted us on the St. Olaf campus at 6 a.m. Loathed to sit in lines of cars and people, I agreed. This was the father who did take us to the Minnesota State Fair. Yep, 6 a.m., trip through Machinery Hills, petting barns, shared a cup of hot chocolate, mini donuts, one trek down the giant slide, then we were done. 10.30 in the morning. And this was the same father that on the rare occasion when all seven of my family went out for breakfast, he made us drink our orange juice before because it was, in his view, a waste of money to spend $2 for a glass of orange juice at any restaurant. So back to move-in day, 1981. First in line at 6 a.m., greeted by junior counselors who were roused from their beds to help us carry furniture and bags. I moved into Hoimi, fourth floor, 401 South. Anyone from Hoimi in the audience? There we go. By 7 a.m., I was settled, dad was ready to go, off my parents went. No long goodbye, no inventory of things I should do, participate in, avoid, or be wary of. But he did say as we walked through the cafeteria, drink your orange juice, it's included. <laughs> this opening ceremony is both an end and a beginning. Today, for all of you, a beginning and an end. You begin your life as students at St. Olaf College. Someone once said the key in life is actually having more beginnings than endings, and there are times when these milestones of sorts actually happen at the same time. For our new students, the beginning of your St. Olaf experience also marks the end of other times. High school, your own room, unlimited access to mom and dad's car, high school rules and expectations give way to college choices, options and opportunities. While we're on the subject of milestones and anniversaries, I want to make sure three of our newest Oles are recognized here. You see, each is celebrating a birthday today. So happy birthday to Lolly, to Justine, and to Andrea.
I'm actually quite confident that your new classmates and friends will have something in store for you, something considerably more tame than the prehistoric Norwegian hazing methods, unless, of course, you live in Kittlesby. Some people start a legacy when they go to college, and others continue one. We take great pride in the number of students who begin their experience here with a family connection to St. Olaf already established. Almost one-third of you report a connection to St. Olaf already established in your family. So in that spirit, I want to recognize those parents, grandparents, brothers and sisters with us today who also attended St. Olaf. The rumor that we quarantine all students whose parents graduated from here or put them in, all in the same residence hall, not, not true. So would all parents and family members who are St. Olaf graduates please stand, receive a warm welcome from all of us. Now, let me share some additional information about our new students. There are 866 of you, first-year students, transfers, and exchanges. You were selected from the second largest applicant pool in our college's history. You graduated from 484 different high schools in 45 different states and 11 foreign countries. Nine of you are from Florida, nine of you are from Texas. So Texas and Florida parents, you might start now thinking about spring break because rarely does an Ole from Florida or Texas end up coming home alone in March. <laughs> You've heard a lot at various programs about the academic credentials and background of your classmates. And while your credentials are terrific, I'm not going to bore you with those details now. So if your roommate asks you what your SAT or your ACT score was, just turn away. Say that you don't remember, don't say you took it so many times that you forgot the score, and don't fall for the biggest faux pas of all and ask the question, what is an ACT? <laughs> and in this era of Facebook and text and instant messaging, remember that spell check is not always your friend, and we go through this each year. For example, again, one of you wrote in your application about your, church, your commitment to our church affiliation. Unfortunately, you wrote to us about your church affliction. <laughs> and one of you reacting, I think, to the tagline, ideals to action, enthusiastically wrote how enamored you were with deals to action. That sounds like quite a deal, I might add. And referencing, I think, or I guess I'm going to say, I hope your desire to see a government topple Instead, you wrote, I look forward to seeing them topless. <laughs> On to the subject of names. There are two David Andersons with us tonight. One is pretty tall at six foot seven. One is not so much. One is an organist. The other could not distinguish a diapason from a tuba mirabilis. One lives in Ellingson, the other down the hill at 1215 St. Olaf Avenue, which is our equivalent of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So when writing to one, recognize the other might be the unintended recipient of an errant email. So David Anderson, wherever you are, meet President David Anderson. <laughs> now, on to your email addresses. We're glad you can now proudly use atstoloff.edu as your primary email because these addresses from your application caught my attention. Sir Lump on a Stick, <laughs> Sheep Not Goats, I Love Jaw Surgery, and are we allowed? In fact, you are not allowed, so we'll move right on. <laughs> Let me delve a little bit more into you as a group. You enjoy music, and it's actually a pretty wide range of music. Snow Patrol, Coldplay, Guster, the Dave Matthews Band, that's for you, Connor, and Nickel Creek. 
Also, there was an occasional mention of Sibelius. You've been affected by a wide range of books. The Piano Tuner, Ellie Wiesel's Night, Waiting for Snow in Havana, A Thousand Splendid Suns. You've lived in foreign countries, expanding your own horizons. Germany, Thailand, Switzerland, Japan, Chile, Norway, China, Austria. Teachers, friends, and peers have described you to us with a variety of superlatives, gregarious, respectful, compassionate, resilient. One recommend recommendation included this description. You are like the son I never had or wanted. <laughs> One teacher wrote of us, his sense of humor is drier than any desert. And another, she is filled with humility, oozing with kindness, surrounded by grace. You have written poignantly and humorously in your application about a favorite place or space. For one, your favorite place is underwater. For another, it is the bathroom. And quite a description that was, I might add. <laughs> your roommate just might be the individual who listed Uncle John's bathroom reader as his favorite book. Finally, one of you wrote that your favorite place was in your father's arms. And you've written letters to your future roommate. One started your essay with, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. <laughs> with apologies to the Rolling Stones. You continued, I'm not quite a man yet, nor wealthy, but I do have plenty of taste. And another, I am also anticipating meeting you and as many of the student body who care to know a beret-wearing tenor who's never had a haircut. Well, your roommate could be the one who listed his favorite book as Hairstyles of the Damned. <laughs> one of you wrote to your future roommate who you addressed as Lena. One problem here, you are a he. <laughs> and another, and I quote, I'm looking forward to meeting you even if you do play Madden 2007 until 3 in the morning or don't believe in washing your socks. I've never shared a room before, but I'm sure we'll get along great. I only snore when I eat pickles and peanut butter in the same day. <laughs> and I never go up, get up to go to the bathroom at night. One wrote, automatic flush toilets and I just don't get along. I won't say what residence hall you're from, but it starts with an H. You've also shared some personal stories, including I am one of those people who sings in the shower. Now, I'm a little worried about you as well. Your residence hall also begins with an H. What's with all the analogies to bathrooms with this class? Another wrote, if the housing survey has been at all successful, you're here for the same reason that I am, the cafeteria's sweet potato fries. You've shared personal stories. My name is Chance, and I've always thought it suits me. You did a 49-day canoe trip to the Arctic. You tuned the pipe organ at your church. You've climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. You play the Celtic harp. You built a rock climbing wall in your family's garage. You did a service trip to Ethiopia. You're president of the Red Sox fan club. You lobbied Congress for funding to support Darfur. One of you wrote that you had dyed your hair to look like Anne Boleyn. You do know how it turned out for Anne Boleyn, I trust. <laughs> You wrote of babysitting duties as taming wild beasts. There's an analogy to athletics here that I'm going to resist. You seem to know some St. Olaf lore too. One of you said you chose St. Olaf because it has the same type of ice as a Perkins restaurant. 
One visited the campus when Norway's Crown Prince Haakon was here, and you are convinced he looked you straight in the eye. One of our new students wrote, the hike from the dorm to the band room is far, but I minded it not because I love Dr. Marr. You have pride in the places that you call home, the beaches of Southern California, the pristine wilderness of Alaska, the favorite coffee shop here in Northfield, the expanse of the prairie in Kansas, the excitement of Manhattan, and the fjords of Norway. And you told me you had felt you had arrived home when you showed up at St. Olaf, and we think so too. In addition to many accomplishments, you've been through more challenge and heartache than many of us in admissions can imagine. You've lost friends, you've battled cancer, and you continue to beat it. You've watched your parents separate, divorce, and reconcile. You felt the pressures to conform and to belong, sometimes in unhealthy ways. I've learned a number of things since arriving here 27 years ago. It's not advice, but it's simply a reflection for you. Try to live this life that we're given, characterized by both hope and optimism, based in part on what you see, what you hear, and what you do. But live that life also with the recognition that there is much you don't know yet, much to be learned, and much to be experienced, all in a fairly short period of time. Vaclav Havel, the former president of the Czech Republic, once wrote, hope is different from optimism. It is not the expectation that things are going to turn out successfully, but the conviction that something is worth working for. I like that. Life is fragile. Be grateful for it. Be grateful for the opportunity to learn, to share, to challenge, and to grow. And be thankful to those who help bring you to where you are today and who will stand with you in the weeks and months and years ahead. Now to our parents and other family members who have the privilege of being here today, you have supported these young people and now it's time to let go, to watch them grow and stretch, decipher and discern. Leaving here today, leave here today knowing that they're in a really good place. They're going to call, they're going to email, stories of success, an occasional complaint, tears and fears, laughs and worries. That's normal. But allow them to be college students, to be the people you've long dreamed for them to become. I wish for each parent here today that continued sense of pride and satisfaction for who they are. We take tremendous pride in them. One of our newest parents sent me an article this summer I had seen before, but it resonated again with me when it accompanied a most generous note from one of you. It's from a column Anna Quinlan wrote about parenting, and it goes like this. Even today, I'm not sure what worked and what didn't, what was me and what was simply life. When they were small, I thought someday they would become who they were because of what I'd done. Now I suspect they simply grew into their true selves because they demanded in a thousand ways that I back off and let them be. The book said to be relaxed, and I was often tense, matter of fact, and I was sometimes over the top. And look how it all turned out. I wound up with the three people I like best in the world who have done more than anyone to excavate my essential humanity. That's what the books never told me. I was bound to determine to learn from the experts. It just took me a while to figure out who the experts were. We welcome each and every one of you. President Anderson, distinguished members of the faculty, members of the Residence Life team, gives me great pleasure to formally welcome these new students, confident in their abilities to continue 
to be confident, responsible, caring, and dedicated citizens of the world. Thank you very much. Good luck and Godspeed to all of you. Oh. Drink your orange juice. It's included. Life experiences and accomplishments that Michael Kyle named are fascinating. You are certainly an impressive class. I watched, though, as Michael described this group, and I, could and I could see the expressions on your faces. I know what you were thinking. Many of you are worried that you're about to be found out. You're worried that you're not nearly as talented or as interesting as we think you to be. I want every member of the class of 2012 to listen very carefully and to understand this one thing. You are not an imposter. You are here at St. Olaf now because you belong here. You are good enough and you are smart enough. Be yourself, reach out and ask for help when you need it, and, do, and you will do very well. On behalf of the genuinely talented, kind, and enthusiastic students of St. Olaf College, it is my honor to welcome you to our community. Will the faculty please rise? Students, before you stand the faculty of St. Olaf College, robed and hooded in academic garb, following the ancient tradition in accordance with their rank and discipline. For the next four years, these dedicated men and women will be your teachers, your advisors, your mentors, your friends. They, in their work in the classroom with you, are the heart and soul of St. Olaf College. President Anderson, Dean Eaton Neeb, Vice President Kyle, on behalf of the faculty of St. Olaf College, I welcome the class of 2012, first-year students, transfer students, and international students, and I accept them as active members in St. Olaf's community of learners. Members of the class of 2012, Oles, I extend on behalf of all of us at the college a heartfelt welcome to St. Olaf. We're glad that you're here, and we're looking forward to spending the next four years with you. You've come to the college to be a student, and your work here is to learn. You'll be guided in this project by the learned faculty, dressed here today in their academic regalia. Don't worry, they won't come to class every day dressed like this. But I would encourage you to picture your professors from time to time in the academic regalia that you see them wearing here. The regalia tell you, if you know the code, what advanced degree each person holds, which university awarded it, and in what field. But more to the point, the robes and hoods and caps communicate a sense of the dignity of purpose that lies at the heart of liberal learning. 
And the regalia connects us with the centuries-long tradition of scholars and teachers who have dedicated themselves to advancing and disseminating knowledge. You are about to take your place in that tradition. The faculty at St. Olaf are teachers, and they will have high expectations of you, as you do of yourself. We will support your efforts to fulfill those expectations, and you will be learning in community with other students who are invested in your success as members of the community. So you'll spend the next four years reading, thinking, writing, experimenting, computing, drawing, painting, dancing, making music, playing sports, discussing, disagreeing, traveling, in short, expanding your intellectual range, deepening your knowledge, and honing and developing the skills and abilities that will enrich your lives after college and enable you both to do good work and to be of service to others. You will encounter ideas you've never heard of, people you couldn't have imagined, and places that are presently beyond your ken. You will have opportunities to think about your values, to learn to live in community, to grow spiritually, and to deepen your faith and your worship practices, and it will be wonderful. But not every day of college will be a happy one. That's normal. After all, no one, college student or not, experiences four years of unremitting happiness. <laughs> I vividly remember handing in my first paper in my first English course as a first-year student at St. Olaf College. It was on a Hemingway short story called A Cat in the Rain. I was proud of my writing and proud of my paper. I felt that I had nailed the topic. It earned a C minus. In his comments at the end, my professor noted that among its other deficiencies, the paper demonstrated that I had no idea whatsoever about how to use a comma. <laughs> I was crushed. He was right. <laughs> if you think that's bad, you should know that our Vice President for Enrollment, Michael Kyle, the man who signed the letter offering you admission to St. Olaf, wrote a paper for his freshman religion course on Bruce Springsteen's song, Born to Run, and the figure of Jesus in the New Testament. <laughs> Word to the wise, Bruce Springsteen, he's a great singer, he's on my iPod, he's the boss. Don't write papers about him. <laughs> Michael's uh, professor commented, your thought process and writing have a long way to go. <laughs> you will encounter similar challenges. You will come out of a philosophy class and your head will hurt. In a sculpture class, your clay will stubbornly refuse to take the form you envision for it. In a lab, your compound won't do what it was supposed to do. In a musical ensemble, you will play loudly and with great conviction on a rest. <laughs> Perhaps like me in 1970, you will run afoul of the comma. It's all right. No one expects you to be perfect. No one expects you to know everything. If you did, you wouldn't need to come to college. But don't let fear of failure prevent you from taking some intellectual risks experimenting with some new ideas from new disciplines, 
There's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable, and there's no shame in not knowing all the answers. No one does. Parents, if you want to know the truth, this ceremony is really for you. It is a valediction, a formal leave-taking, a goodbye. In a few moments, I'm going to invite you and your student to share one more hug before the class of 2012 goes to meet with their academic advisors and you begin the journey home minus one kid. I understand the importance of that moment. In two weeks, I'll be standing outside the uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul airport with one last hug before our youngest, before she goes off to uh, England for her junior year in college. A little while ago, I said goodbye to our oldest, who's living in the middle of the desert in Namibia, where there's no cell phone coverage and not enough bandwidth to Skype. It was hard to say goodbye to him. It's difficult to imagine and sometimes tough to accept that the person you nurtured and in whom you have invested so much hope and whom you love so much is really and truly ready to go it alone. And I want you to know that your student won't go it alone entirely at St. Olaf. We truly do have an extraordinary sense of community and a mutual investment in one another. Our message to students is take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of this place. The faculty and staff care about your student. Those of us who work at St. Olaf College today have cumulatively 9,354 years of service to the college. Nine millennia plus of seasoning and testing have served us well and they'll serve your student well. We are ready for the class of 2012. We understand that you are leaving your student in our care and we take that responsibility very seriously. You've already heard me say that not every day at St. Olaf will be a great day for your students, so prepare yourself for that first message that conveys some frustration, some discouragement, a blow to confidence. Your parents, you know what to do. Listen, sympathize, encourage your student to keep at it, to solve the problem for him or herself, and to seek help when they can't. You are always welcome on campus, and I hope that we'll, we will see you here from time to time. Though, if the workers in the dining service area know your name, <laughs> it's a sign you've come back too often. Homecoming and Family Weekend is the first weekend in October, and a month into the new semester is a great time to make a visual inspection of your student, and I hope you can come and join us that weekend. If you can't, or if you can't wait that long, I recommend the Hi Mom camera. It's located in Buntrock Commons on the crossroads just to the left of the fireplace, and here's what you do. You agree on a time with your student to stand in front of the camera, keeping in mind that we're on Central Standard Time. You go to the homepage at St. Olaf, lower right-hand corner, click on Multimedia and Streaming, click on Hi Mom, and there it'll be. Arranged with the cell phones, you can also talk. I've given this a trial run with my 84-year-old mother. It works great. 
and that's not the only opportunity that you have to stay connected with the campus. You can attend daily chapel and Sunday worship services online. You can listen online to concerts, speakers, and other special events. After these broadcasts are aired, they're archived online, and many of them are available as podcasts. Take advantage of it. Parents, you can virtually attend the first football game of the year against Pacific Lutheran on September 13th, also online. Again, homepage, bottom right-hand corner, multimedia. Yesterday afternoon, when people in my office thought I was writing this speech, I was watching the volleyball match online. <laughs> we were giving a sister institution of ours a deeper understanding of the Christian virtue of humility. Students, I began these remarks by observing that you have been given the opportunity to enjoy four years of un uninterrupted study and growth. Your friends and families have given you that gift. And by their presence here, they show how much they care about you, how much they hope for your success. And this would be a great time to say thank you. So if you're a student, stand up. Give your supporters a big round of applause. Students and parents, now is the time to say goodbye. Students, your future awaits in the person of your academic advisor with whom you are now going to meet. And here's how we'll do this. We'll ask everyone in a moment to please rise and remain standing after the blessing and until the faculty has recessed. Then say your goodbyes. Parents, I wish you a safe journey home. Students. Proceed downstairs and to the field house to meet with your advisor. Class of 2012, have a great year. Please stand. Now for all the journeys that begin across miles, across souls and lives, May the Lord God be near and give to you delight, courage, mercy, and peace. Amen. <laughs>